Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Crib. Ahoy, hoy. No more ho-ho-hos for you lot. No. That's it for the, the year. Last podcast of the year, Dave. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, the, the year's yeah. nearly over. Yes. Um, happy last podcast. Is this like the end of term? Do we have to do something? Have you brought in a board game? Like, do you ever actually do that, school? Do you know I feel what? Like that's no, a bit of a myth. <laughs> now you say it, I can't really remember actually that being a thing. No. It's like watch films and stuff, but I never played a board game in no. school. No, yeah, it's always just chucked a video on, didn't they? To yeah. be fair, we've watched a video. I've watched an episode of Friends today, so it's very much the end of term. Did you watch it on a videotape? No, sadly right. not. I would like to. I, I think I do feel like. I mean, I don't think I've got any VHSs anymore, but I'd like to dig them out and dig out an old VHS machine. What is a film or TV show other than Friends that you remember having on VHS? Well, this is going to be a uh, contentious answer, actually, for for you and me, Pete, because it it has a a different edit relevance. But Muppets Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah, yeah. and the VHS version had. Uh, what I believe to be an excellent song in the middle and what you believe to be a terrible song in the middle. Dreadful, yeah. So the old VHS version has the the cut ballad, which is coming back, Pete. It's coming uh, back. History will smile on me because they've decided to put it back in. Um, I'm, I'm placed for you. <laughs> you don't sound it, I'd say. Basically, in a nutshell, there's this dreadful song in A Muppet's Christmas Carol, which got edited out of most modern versions, but for some reason they're putting it back in. Well, do you know why it got out? You, I mean, this is interesting because actually this doesn't doesn't actually really support your cause very well, but they edited it out because they thought it was too complex for kids and kids would be bored by it. I, I'm, I agree. I was <laughs> bored with it. I yeah, was but you're a grown-up now, so you can enjoy the, Still the bored with it. emotional depth of it, you know? Emotional depth. It's a Muppets film. Yeah, I know, but this this, this is a, this is a heartbreaking moment when Michael Caine's life changed. You know, oh, who cares? <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, they lost it. They completely lost it. It's mad. To be fair, like they properly just lost the video. I mean, the film, obviously. Um, and yeah, they found it again. Bizarre, really weird. That... I wonder where they found. Yeah, really odd because they've been searching for it for ages. Anyway, this is not a podcast about the Muppet Christmas Carol, although I would listen to that podcast. I would too. That's all I'll say. It doesn't feel like it could run week by week by week, but I don't know, actually. Maybe we could just do, um, what, a minute a week <laughs> yes. for 90 weeks? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like what we're doing with Joey. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's, there's, I'd say there's as much content in a minute of the Muppets Christmas Carol as there is in an episode of Joey. Yeah, there's more laughs. Uh, yeah, well, a hundred percent more laughs. Um, so there you go. All right, let us know if you want us to do minute by minute Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm not against it. <laughs> not against it at all. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, friends. Yes. Uh, now, Pete. Let's let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? I know there's a couple of room-based elephants actually today. Uh, the first is that we should give a shout out to Amy. Yes, who sent a very insightful comment about <laughs> insightful, as insightful as it gets when it's referring to a, a plastic dog. Um, <laughs> it was Amy who who messaged us about how did they fit Joey's big dog on the balcony. Yes, which and was, I where it was mentioned. Residing her point and didn't mention her which couldn't remember her name could we but there you go we both we both uh very very much enjoyed the point and amy amy mm. you're getting a lot of shots now amy amy thank you amy so there you go yeah. don't say we don't rectify our mistakes when we make them pete no, we just take some time in fact a one week turnaround from mistake to rectifying it yes. is pretty speedy pretty good for us immediate uh apology that is based mm. on the fact we only release them week by week you know what I would say, though, is the second elephant in the room, big white dog in the room, is that uh, this request is from June the 17th. So <laughs> we do apologise, George. I thought we, I thought we got to, like, August last week. We, we, were, we were into September. Right. So what's happened to old Georgie Junes? I don't know what happened. <laughs> you sound so sad about it. I, I, I'm full of regret for George. No, George, we are sorry. We are very sorry. But look, you get the honour now of, just just as last week's episode was the Christmas special, as it were, you get the honour of uh, requesting the episode for the last podcast of the worst year in living history. Mm. So as we say goodbye to 2020, we do so thanks to George. So thanks, George. Cheers, um, George. George actually recorded this voice memo, didn't he? The message that he sent us as a voice memo. But what happened, Pete? Um, so George works in a factory, and that's where I think uh, he often listens to Friends of Friends. Um, but George's factory was inevitably very loud, mm. so we couldn't really hear George too well. So instead, we'll just read out what he said. So you've transcribed it, haven't you? Yes, I have, actually. A lot of effort. I'd say this is probably the most effort either of us have ever gone to for an episode of Friends of Friends. Mm. Uh, the episode I want you guys to talk about is in Series 5. It's Episode 5, the one with the Kips. This is the only episode I remember watching in real time all those years ago. All the other episodes have been on DVD or Netflix as a rerun. That's kind of the only reason I want you guys to talk about it. Fair play. <laughs> so, Georgie, you're sort of saying this is the only episode of Friends you watched until Netflix came out, basically. Just this one on repeat. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's the episode where Joey finds out about Monica and Chandler, uh, and it's surprising Joey's the one who puts two and two together and nobody else. That is a good point, George. And also, there's many moments where they all should have really got it, as we'll come on to. Uh, the podcast is brilliant. Oh, George. And it's kept me company while I've had to work. Have a great day. Thanks, George. Did you have a great day on June 17th, Dave? <laughs> what was I doing on June the 17th? <laughs> this is like a, a lovely little Friends with Friends time capsule. Get your phone out, Pete, and see what you're oh, doing on June the 17th when, Ju- when George sent us this request. I have one reminder in my phone on June the 17th. Go on. It says, press conference Zoom. Uh, okay. Uh, and that was a reminder to make me set a lead city council press conference to record. Um, so I, it doesn't sound like a great day, does no. it? <laughs> Well, I had one reminder, which is pay credit card bill. So uh, I'd say we both had an admin base today more than anything that day. Yeah. 
Um, but never mind. It's now not June the 17th. It is the last week of 2020. And so we're going to talk about the one with the kips. Um, shall I, I'll do the synopsis because George has done a good job of half of it there, I'd say. But uh, there is another there's, there's sort of two stories in this one, isn't there? Yeah, not it's not a threeer, is it? Just no, a, there a, isn't a third one. A little bit of a tour. Okay, so the official Wikipedia synopsis, oxymoron there. Uh, the Wikipedia synopsis written by somebody, who knows. Uh, Ross tells Rachel that Emily does not want him to see her anymore. Rachel then worries she'll be phased out of the group entirely, much like Chandler's old roommate, Kip, and seeks advice from Phoebe. Meanwhile, Monica and Chandler sneak away for a weekend together and end up fighting, but Joey eventually figures out the truth about their relationship, and they swear him to secrecy. Can we start with episode title? Yeah. Okay, so we know that Kip is a reference to Chandler's old roommate who got zoomed out. Zoomed out? <laughs> he zoomed out by Leeds City Council. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who got zoned out. Yes. Um, Or phased out, rather. Mm. He's out. Kip's out. Kip's gone, mate. Well, actually, interestingly, previously, we learned from Chandler that Kip actually ran away to get married because they bought a hibachi together, do you remember, when they're buying the table? Oh, yeah. So, it's an inconsistent Kip backstory, guys, but never mind. I don't understand is why in the episode title, Kip becomes plural. I was exactly the same. I thought, I wrote down, what does the title mean? Now, the only thing I can think of is that the implication is that Rachel is going to... Is also, is now, also a Kip. now a Kip. Yeah, okay. But that's... that. I mean, Kip is literally mentioned in the space of about 10 seconds and then gone. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of things this episode could have been called, couldn't it? I like, assumed the Kips was the place that Chandler and Monica went to, but it's a person. Oh, I see. No, yeah, no. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, New Jersey. Kip in Kips in New Jersey. Trip um, to the Kips? Yeah. I mean, they could have called it the one with Donald Trump. Mhm. They could have called it the one with the car chase. I mean, the one where Joey finds out. The one where Joey the, finds the out. Contender, isn't right. It? The one where Joey hides condoms in his friend's room, which is yes. weird and creepy. There's a lot of options. And the one with the kips, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced by that. It feels like a last-minute decision, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. But never mind. All right, well, where should we start then? I feel like, do you know, actually scanning down my list of notes, it almost feels like Ross and Emily and Rachel's the bigger storyline here, and the Monica and Chandler's a bit of an aside, you know? Let's start with Monica and Chandler in New Jersey, shall we? I watched this episode in the middle of the night because I woke up at like 4am and then I couldn't get back to sleep. Well, this episode starts at 3am, but they can well, Joey at 9am. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, good point. The episode's starting at 3am and I was like, oh, this kind of feels like it fits with my time of day. Yeah, that's nice, that, isn't it? I mean, it's quite hard sometimes to work out, isn't it, where you are in the Friends timeline when we jump into episodes, like, hmm. sort of out of context. But this one was quite easy because it was Monica and Chandler sneaking around from the start. So that immediately places it in a very specific time. Um, why is Monica coming over at 3am, though? Well, to sort of be smuggled in for sex, it seems, doesn't it? Is that implying, though, that sort of Joey and Chandler were up till, say, 2am or 2.30? And Or have they... Has Chandler got up? A- Especially for this. That's what I mean. So yeah. the thing is, if Ch- Joey and Chandler have been up late, fine. But then Joey's effectively just woken up 10 minutes after he's gone to bed and th- has been immediately convinced that it's the morning, which, you know. I assumed, I assumed that Chandler's got up for this. It just seems very late if you imagine they went to bed at sort of 11 or 12, like normal people, you know? A second question about how this starts is they do trick Joey into thinking it's 9am and also that 9am is always dark. Um, and then he falls asleep on the toilet, which, to my memory, has never been there. Yes, it's behind the door, isn't it's it? It's always behind the door. But suddenly, the channel just opens that door and sees Joey falling like fast asleep on the toilet. Like they just they just don't give a shit when it comes to like a quick visual joke, do they? They're like, "We'll move the toilet, guys." They're like they must have had to move the toilet. Yeah, people on won't set. care. Yeah, 
I do like Joey's uh, acceptance of getting up early. He was like, get up and watch that sunrise. Yeah. Well, he said, I'll go and wash up then as well. Like the first thing you do every morning is go, well, it's very sort of 1950s. Like, well, the day has yeah. started. I must go and wash my face and brush my teeth before I can start the day. Um, so, yeah, so they're fed up of sneaking around, aren't they? So they decide to go for a weekend away together to New Jersey. I like a bit of channel of fakery here as well with, do you want people to think it's a fake conference? It's a real conference. Yeah, that's one of the many moments where it's astonishing that nobody picks up a little a little bit of oddities, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the same sort of later, yeah, when they, when Monica and Chandler are arguing about the money and stuff and like, everything's just a bit off kilter, but I guess we, we're, we're well on our way to the Joey decline, aren't we? So he probably wouldn't pick it up until then. That's true. Um, and even actually when the big reveal comes, he doesn't get it from the Donald Trump thing. <laughs> Yes. Like it takes the second, like, proper punch to the stomach of the eyelash curler for him to properly click. It takes him far too long, doesn't it? I didn't realise when I started watching this episode that this was the episode where Joey finds out. Right. That's because it's called the one with the kips. Yeah. Which like, means fucking nothing. <laughs> well, this episode's sort of chugging away calmly. And then there's this huge plot development, like a couple of lines into the scene, like without any warning. It's just, okay, we're doing this then, are we? We're we're blowing this big plot wide open. Right, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The whole thing's been building up to sort of what you think is a Monica and Chandler relationshipy point. And then they've obviously gone, that's not enough there, is there? Right, Joey needs to find out now. By the way, Chandler is a total dick in this episode. Yeah, uh, as is Rachel. I'd like to put two flags in, one for Chandler and one for Rachel. We'll come on to Rachel a little bit later. But yeah, Chandler should not be watching the car chase, should he? No, no, no. That's just very unreasonable. And Chandler should not be reacting in that way. Like, it's almost implausible that a man in that sort of early throes of a relationship would be so nonchalant about his this sort of first weekend away together, you know? And then his assumption that they're over just because they fought is (laughs) bizarre as well. To be fair, do you know what? I was thinking about that, and it is mad, and it is sort of... A, a, a little painting to Chandler's immaturity, but this is literally what happened with him and Kathy. Do you remember? Yeah, when Kathy true. does the play and they have one fight and then she goes off and bangs Nick. So to be fair to him, maybe that's where he's picked this up from. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But it is it is mad. It really does sort of paint Chandler in, in quite a bad light. Uh, i tell you what also is painted in a bad light, the hotel they've chosen to stay in. It is. I mean, there's um, lipstick mark on a glass, isn't there? There's a lipstick mark on a glass, yeah. Did you notice there's also no sheets on the bed? Yes, and then they get put in, in the wrong sort of room. Yeah. And then the, the manager doesn't give a shit because he's watching the car chase on TV. <laughs> but what I will say is they do make amends by calling because the eyelash curler got left because I really don't believe most hotels will bother ringing you if you left an eyelash curler. Yes, that is not important enough an item to call someone about, is it? A phone, perhaps. Right. Or even eyelash maybe a phone curlers. charger where you go, that's a, that's quite a lot of money to replace, like an Apple phone yeah. charger these days. But yeah, I wouldn't imagine um, you'd be calling about an eyelash curler. Also, on that point, pretty sure they never get around to actually unpacking so why is there an eyelash curler they have a terrible weekend don't they well they don't do anything do they They get there change rooms 10 to 12 times depending on the references you believe and then fall out and leave home but no point does anyone get an eyelash curler out that's a good point so um but there you go look we are we are heavily nitpicking there even by our standards i do really enjoy joey's were you or were you not on a gay cruise (laughs) Yeah, it's re- it's a real it's a really strange and and like the way it builds is very funny because he does all that I'm going to go actually this once and you know 
the, the implication being he's going to ask about Monica and Chandler or going to ask about something, and then he asks this gay crew thing. But it's it's a strange assumption for him to make about his friend of 10 years that he knows is straight, isn't it? It's a really funny leap to make. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and it's like a really nice insight into Joey's mind that that's that sort of the obvious conclusion to what's happened. Do you know what I mean? He's gone away. There's been an eyelash curler. Right. I can't I can't think of any other possible outcomes to this apart from the fact that Chandler was on a gay cruise. It's it's more plausible to Joey that Chandler would be concealing his life as a gay man than him sort of hooking up with someone secretly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Car chases are odd, aren't they? Yes, I don't fully understand why it's sort of it's sort of considered this sort of massive TV event, isn't it? Yeah, well we don't have them here, do we? No. No. It's very that's very America, right? Well, do, do helicopters still follow car chases? And- I just wouldn't think that would ever be live on television here. Well, it, it wouldn't be, here. It wouldn't be live on TV because there'd yeah. be a strong chance that someone was going to end up dead, and then that would be on live TV. But that's what—that's kind of how I feel about it anyway. Why, why is it on telly? Yeah, like, and and the guy does die, doesn't he? Chandler says, yes. "Do not speak ill of the dead." So they've literally watched a man die live on TV. Like, it's mad, isn't it? Hmm. Absolutely mad. Anyway, never mind. Um, the car chase is neither here nor there. I think we're all agreed that, like, the the lipstick on the glasses, I wouldn't just be changing rooms between that and the no sheets on the bed. I'd be changing hotels immediately, you know? Yes, yeah. Also, they've chosen, like, considering this is a romantic weekend, they've chosen a very conf- business conference style hotel, haven't they? Yeah, it looks like a sort of airport hotel, doesn't yes, it? Yes, really? exactly that. It's exactly that. There's no frills. It's very sort of standard... Like, you'd have thought there'd be at some sort of, like, nice spa hotel or something, especially for $300 a night. What the f- What is this place? Yeah, something romantic, at least. Yeah, something a bit, a bit zhuzhy, but never mind. Um, so, yeah, so they get back, Joey eventually clicks, and then they sort of bundle him into the room and, and swear him to secrecy, don't they? And then, and then this starts that nice sequence of episodes where Joey's desperately, desperately trying to keep the secret and hates it, which is a very funny sort of friend's era, I think. I think this is a really good Matt LeBlanc episode anyway, regardless of the fact that Joey's only sort of central to it right at the end, because we've got the whole gay cruise line, which is really funny. And then the other great Joey bit is uh, his delivery of in London when he's completely shot. Like him in that scene, finding out about yeah. Chandler and Monica is brilliant. Yeah, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice... You sort of watch these and go, God, it must have been a fun episode for Matt LeBlanc to do that week. He had about three scenes. <laughs> but he, he had the best ones in that episode. Yes, yeah, some of the best lines in the episode. It must have been like a, a breezy week for him. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly, <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems of this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, then. On to the Kips question mark. <laughs> Yes, uh, the Rachel and Ross bit. The Rachel and Ross and Emily brackets absent, close brackets. Yeah, we don't see or actually hear her, do Very we? little of Emily and friends from here on in, isn't there? Just sort of little bits of a popping. That's not the worst thing in the world. No. Well, this brings me on to the whole sort of... It's tricky, because I'm not really one to defend Ross ever, as you know. But I feel like in this episode, both his other friends and Rachel are being, at best, inconsiderate and, at worst, fucking mad to be like, what, you want to make your marriage work rather than hang out with me? So is that... You you are against Rachel for thinking it's unacceptable of Ross? I think it's the fact that she's not... You know, there is a bit where I do really feel for Ross, where he goes, look, you have no idea how hard this is. Obviously, it's like, it is fucking hard. But I'd say in reality, in real life, and this goes sort of back, doesn't it, to the whole problem that the friends group is far too close and far too insular in itself. But in real life, you have close friends. Sometimes you move on from, you know, the, friends can be quite transient sometimes, like a group of friends. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. And if you, as we are to believe it, have met someone that you love, and let's put aside the fact that Ross has known her for seven minutes and proposed mm, with an earring that he's pulled out awful. of his ear. Yeah. But theoretically, he's married this woman and he's like, I kind of want to try and make this marriage thing work. And they're all like, oh my God, but how are we all going to drink coffee together on a Tuesday morning? You know, and, and it feels a bit like none of them are taking it None of the friends are taking it seriously enough for Ross. And Rachel is really being quite... You know, it's hard for her. I get it. She's going to lose her friend. But also, it's his wife, you know? Yeah. No, I see what you mean. I think there is that moment where... The one point where I do feel sorry for Rachel is when she realises that Ross has already accepted Emily's terrible offer. Like, Ross has been put in this really horrendous situation because it, it, it feels like that plan just isn't going to work like it oh it's mad of course it's mad solution, yeah. is it? but at that moment when Rachel says she says something like oh what did you say to her and then she, she says what are you going to tell her so, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know and it is heartbreaking for Rachel but also that moment I was like well Rachel's immediately assumed that Ross is just going to pick Rachel his ex-girlfriend 
and you know cl- close friend over his wife and it's very presumptuous isn't it there's also that point where joey tries to offer ross advice doesn't he and he <laughs> that's, says that's a you really got married funny too sequence. fast that's a really funny sequence isn't it which is kind of what it all boils down to isn't it like this this whole problem has come about because of Ross's mistake and Ross and Emily's mistake to get married very quickly. Yeah, the whole thing is absolutely insane, isn't it? And it has disaster written all over it. And it has, we'll never see Emily again written all over it. But um, that that whole sequence of, you know, I've got some advice. You're not going to like it. You got married too fast. Like, That's not advice. I told you. Um, at this point, can we can we talk about LePou? Well, a few things to say about LePou, mate. But go on, tell me. Tell me, tell me your LePou thoughts. So my LePou thoughts are... Um, Hit by an ice cream truck and dragged 19 blocks <laughs> is a really graphic description to use for breaking news of a dog's death. Right. Why Why they couldn't have put in that letter that LePou had just died, why it needed this graphic description of LePou essentially being torn to shreds, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's really horrific. That is, I'd like to add a second layer onto that. And I don't want to get all text messages were definitely a thing in the early 2000s on you. I don't. Oh, not that again. But why is Rachel's mum, who lives, let's be honest, about an hour away, writing her a letter in 1998 to tell her that her dog's died? Like, I don't care what you say, text us in all you like about text messages, but they definitely had phones in Friends. Another issue here, why does grief make Rachel's nose bleed? The nosebleed thing is such a... Like, A, shout out to nosebleeds. You don't get a lot of exposure on telly. I get fairly regular nosebleeds. Well, do you know what? Do you know what I remembered, Pete, when I was watching this episode? And I don't even know if you'll remember this, but you once went on a date and got a nosebleed. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably happened more than once. (laughs) But I remember I I, I found our old podcast that we did before Friends of Friends, where we used to go on a date each every week and talk about them uh, and sort of how well the dates went. And one of the early ones, you immediately got a nosebleed and had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I get them all the time. <laughs> um, but I, I, So that's why I take it personally that, that, it, that nosebleeds are being toyed with here for comedy when they're a serious issue. What's the sort of cause of your nosebleeds? Um, just, just sort of being alive well, tends is, to be yeah, enough to... I've, I've, never really, I've never really sort of put a nosebleed in the category of a thing that happens because of like an emotional reaction or a stress. No, you know I mean? well, it's, it's not just that. more of a sort of a physical thing, right? I'll tell you what I, th- right. Someone who is, is of a scientific background may have some sort of insight here. Mm. Shall I Google? Shall oh, we learn something? Yeah, why not? Why, why, uh, why do nosebleeds happen? Is that what you're Googling? I often get them if I'm very warm. See, that sort of thing makes more sense to me. Like the blood is thinning or something. You know, I don't know the science behind it, but uh, like a physical change in your biology makes sense to me why a nosebleed would happen. I don't understand why it would happen if you were upset. Um, The inside of your nose is full of tiny, delicate blood vessels that can become damaged and bleed relatively easily. Common cause of nosebleeds include blowing your nose very hard. Sure. uh, And then... You know when Google gives you commonly asked questions? Yeah. <laughs> One of them is, why do people's nose bleed when they see a girl? <laughs> What's the answer? And can sex give you a bloody nose? Oh, uh, the notion that sexual arousal causes the heart rate and blood pressure to rise is something that's a well-documented fact. Oh, wow. Okay. However, but, yeah. in actuality... Oh, 
Right, so it's a well-documented fact, but it's actually bollocks. <laughs> However, in actuality, sexual arousal and bloody noses have no direct connection. So it's not a fact at all, I'd say. Um, can stress cause nosebleed? Causes? Yes, they can be caused by stress. Okay. Um, Got any sort of physiology on that, or is it just a, a tip? No, I think so. Uh, yeah, fair play. Okay, look, I, I stand corrected. And Rachel um, clearly gets them. I mean, Friends does, to be fair, have a So maybe high... she, maybe if she's grieving, then she'd get a nosebleed because that's quite stressful. Yeah, there you go. Look, um, if, Google says it, if a quick Google search says stress causes nosebleeds, then absolutely who am I to argue with it? Mm. Nosebleeds are well... Like, I feel like that. <laughs> it's a completely ridiculous thing to say. Does it feel like nosebleeds are quite old-fashioned? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Unless you what, you're me. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what really dates this episode in a really weird way, like technology aside and all that, the fact that Rachel puts her head back when she gets a nosebleed <laughs> really dates it because that's like me- medical advice that we know is now not true, you know? That's well primary school, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But like, put your head back. But at the time, it was put your head back and now it's like, I presume you lean your head forward now, Pete, right? When you get a nosebleed? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. because you don't want to choke on the blood running down your throat. Oh, Christ. I know, no. that's it. That's the thing. Don't like, we like a, a, a fair medical warning to any of you that get nosebleeds. Don't pop your head back. But I think, I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of well accepted now. Final nosebleed thought. You don't see a lot of them on television, but Friends does have a quite high nosebleed count because in the one with the race car bed, when Phoebe punches Joey and he gets a nosebleed. That's true. Quite a lot of nosebleeds in Friends. More than you think. More than you think. What a sentiment to leave hanging <laughs> over. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Yeah, I know, I enjoyed that. So, right, when Ross and Rachel are talking about Lapu, who's been who's died in a letter, not a phone call, they get briefly stuck in Monica's room with Joey's survival kit. Now, it's weird that he's left that in there, isn't it? It is weird. And also unlike him to have any sort of foresight to, to do such planning. For what feels like quite a niche scenario. Very niche scenario, yeah. And also quite odd that Monica, the very well-documented clean freak, has not discovered quite a large box under her bed that Joey's left there. Um, I don't know what Mad Libs are, Pete, and I don't mind saying that. Uh, Some sort of shit game, innit? Get referenced a lot on American television. Never played it. Probably never will. End of Mad Libs. (laughs) I was going to um, if you fancied around. Oh, if, uh, happy to if you want, mate. So a few people have messaged uh, this week actually saying you guys should have played the state game on last week's episode. Um, oh, I mean, I'd, I'd only be able to name like five. Well, I mean, would you like to... No, let's not do it. <laughs> it takes so long. Let's do that as a bonus episode. <laughs> See if we can get to 56. Yeah, so, so Rachel then is worried about becoming another Kip... Um, which, again, doesn't paint this group of friends in a very good light. The fact that Kip was apparently such a big part of their friendship group and dated Monica, and now they literally have never spoken to him since. Also, a bit harsh to name Phoebe as somebody who would lift right out. I think Rachel's being a bitch in this episode. Like, yeah, she's right she's under a lot of stress, as the, her nose is telling her, but she's that's an absolutely dickish thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. And Phoebe, to be fair... 
known for being mad at people unnecessarily sometimes, like when she had that dream about Ross. But in this sense, I think she gives up too fast. She's oh, yeah. sort of mad at Rachel, and then Rachel says, come on, you got to come with me, and she's immediately back in. Yeah, I think Phoebe has all the right to be like, what an absolute prickish thing to say, Rachel Green. I'd agree with you there. Finally, here's my final thought about this plot line. Why is Ross drinking Pepto-Bismol? Yes, I, th- I-, I thought that. Is it sort of suggesting that he's... Or that he's he went he like he's drunk a lot to try and deal with the stressful situation, therefore he's hungover. Oh, I see. That's Mate, what I thought. But it's more for like indigestion and sort of nausea, isn't it? Pepto bismol. Is it? I think mm. so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not an expert on it, and I don't want us to go down another nosebleed hole. But like, he's either if it's that he's drunk too much, or he's just he like it's making him feel sick, so he's downing Pepto bismol from a bottle. I mean, that feels like something you shouldn't drink yeah, too much of. Yeah, feels like an odd thing to do, doesn't it? Um, and then we end the whole episode with a round of Mad Libs again, which I imagine that's a much funnier scene if you understand the rules of Mad Libs. Um, yes. But we do get the sort of classic uh, Monica quote, rules help control the fun out of that, though, which has been both useful to us in our quizzes, hasn't it, Pete? Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it is just one of those ones that you... that's I'd say if you said name two or three Monica quotes, that'd be right up there, wouldn't it? And that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the one with not even a single kip. I I really think, you know how we've talked about before how some episode titles are, well, dreadful? Yeah. Um, I'd say this is the most sort of inaccurate episode title we've encountered so far. Yeah, this is an episode, and forever, for me... I will see the one with the kips and not know... Like, even today, when I sat down to watch it, I was like, I don't know what episode this is. I thought, like I mentioned earlier, I thought the kips was a place, so I thought this episode was going to be, like, one of their road trips or something. Right, right. But it, it wasn't. It's, it's, it doesn't give you any clues. It, you know, I mean, this won't necessarily work in America. If I presume kip meaning nap is quite a British thing, is it? But, like, the one where Ross and Joey have naps. Call that yeah. the one with the kips. They have a lot yeah. of kips there. yeah. Good, good thinking there, Dave. But there you go. Well, look, if we get around to ever getting into contact with the people that name these episodes, boy, will we have some bones to pick with them. Exactly. What an exciting episode that will be. <laughs> Along with our bonus Name All 50 States episode. Do you want to know what next week's is? Do I want to know what next week's is? Uh, yes. Well, it's actually requested by two people. Two, a, a team of two or two no, individuals? No, separate people. Okay. Uh, one is Alex. Alex, Hello. And one is Kata. Kata, hello. Uh, and they've requested an episode with a very high-profile guest star, Dave. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yes. Yes, did it? The one where Paul's the man. Good, okay. Uh, and have you got a couple of uh, dates on those requests for me? Just so- uh, September 13th was Alex. Okay. And October 14th was Kata. Okay, so we're moving back into into the so fall, as it Kata's were. Kata's moved up the queue because somebody requested it before her. Understandable. Understandable. That's the way to get in, guys. Just mm. keep requesting them and hope that someone else has also requested that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, the one where Paul's the man. We'll see you next week, Bruce Willis. I need to go. I've got a nosebleed. <laughs> Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.